I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. I am really excited about this question today, Sarah, because it is a topic that we, I I don't want to say it's close to our hearts because it's a tough topic, but it's a topic that we both experience and are passionate about talking about. It's timely, isn't it? And I don't think it's something we've really touched on before, so that's good. Okay, today's letter writer has asked to be kept anonymous and she says, Hi Jen and Sarah, I'm so glad you're coming back from your break. It's timely for me because I really, really feel like I need one myself, but I just can't afford to take one. I'm responsible for about half of our household income and although my partner is really supportive of what I do, we both know that I have to keep working. The problem is, I just don't know if I can. I'm feeling completely burned out with my business and working life. I guess my question is, have you ever felt like this and do you have any advice for me as I'm currently struggling to see a way through? I know how lucky I am to have my own business, but right now it feels like a burden that I just want to run away from. I know deep down that I'm passionate about this work. I've just had to push myself so much to get to this point that I don't know how to keep going. Please help. Oh my goodness. I really feel for this letter writer. Some of you might know that I did take a break myself over the summer. I was I too was feeling completely burnt out but I'm so privileged that I was in a position where my business could afford for me to take my foot off the gas and and it would have been so much harder for me if I hadn't had that financial safety net to hold me. This is my fifth year of working for myself and I would say that I have experienced varying levels of burnout each of those years Mm -hmm. and I heard someone describe it as burnout in business is you have to put your hand on the fire to know what's too far for you Uh, and then you have to like we think burnout I think at least your first major experiences of burnout you can't just like plan to not get there you have to know what your limit is you have to cross the line to know where the line is so then you can see it again but it's so much more nuanced than I think a lot of girl boss advice gives us gives credit for like for how hard it is to navigate burnout in your business when you still have to show up move like steer the ship forward and most of us also have you know lives right (laughs) other stuff families health friends the whole shebang and so I think burnout is a topic that we need to talk more about but also talk more about on the layers of like what it actually looks like on a day-to-day basis to heal from this and function with this I'm really glad you said that about having to kind of learn by getting burned because I actually did feel kind of embarrassed when I reached the stage of like oh my gosh I'm so burnt out because here I am giving business advice on a podcast. Like, I should have seen this coming. I should have known. But I think you're right. I think you don't know what too much feels like until you've felt it. I can look back over, like, all the burnout that I've experienced. To make it sound like I've had so much burnout. But, like, I remember the first big episode of burnout I had. And we have our cat, Lila, to thank for this burnout. Because I literally <laughs> was crying on our sofa. And I was like, Alex, I need some joy. I need to go get another cat. And then we brought our kitten home and it was the I best. remember you telling me about this. <laughs> but my first burnout was like, I'd built this business without any awareness of what it would take to run the beast that is a business. Yes. Most of the burnout I've experienced since has actually been very health related for me. Mm-hmm. Because that first experience for me taught me, this is what it looks like to run a business that makes you miserable and just too busy. And because I've had a chronic health issues the whole way of running my business and I launched my business when I had on the other side of a mental health breakdown I was very aware of you know boundaries but when my health gets hard that tends to be when I burn out right. because I'm pushing my body in a way that you've I got can't. less resources to work yeah. with so I and like I've had like mild burnout like this is why we took a big break from the show to be honest because I reached out to Sarah and I was like 
I can't do this right now. Yeah, I think everyone thought it was me because it coincided with my brain. It was me. (laughs) I was like, we can still do it if you want. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm saying this to say that, number one, we've got to take the shame out of burnout because I think we think, oh, if I was smarter enough, if I was savvier enough. If I used enough bath bombs. I I could get rid of the burnout. I think it's inevitable that we will all experience some type of burnout. It's almost like a necessary season. Yes. And this is how I really came to look at it for me, is if you use the analogy from nature, like nothing grows year Mm -hmm. round. Like I'm very lucky that we're recording this in my home and we can look out on the beautiful green fields and in winter, it's it's all dead. Everything is dormant and dead. And you would not believe that it was ever going to come back. And it's hopeless and it's miserable. And then every spring, it comes back around. And that period of fallow is just as necessary as the periods of growth. It's just not as exciting and showy. And I think there's different seasons of burnout. I've had seasons of burnout where it's like a light that says, Jen, you need to make a change. Whether that change is structurally in the business or whether that change is boundaries wise and like mindset wise I've had seasons of burnout that are just life is hard right now and you've just got to find your way through it I've had seasons of burnout that have taught me that my needs are changing or my desires are changing I've had I think every season of burnout is unique unto itself so there's not one size fits all way to heal it I think burnout is trying to tell us something yes I and actually like again I I say this so often but like so many of our listeners are female so many of the people we hear from are female we're both female and you are generally not socialized and raised as a little girl to have an awful lot of boundaries you you're kind of people pleasing you're trying to put everyone else's needs first and for most people I speak to the first real hit of burnout comes from not having any of those boundaries in place so you've been taking on too much you've been saying yes to too much Mm -hmm. you've been over delivering burning all the candles at all the ends And what burnout comes along to teach us is it's okay to say no. And actually it's so valuable. It's horrible. And it's rubbish that the only way to get through it is to go through the burnout, but actually it's worth it for the gifts at the other side. Completely. Um, I There's a book that I've been reading at the moment that I recommended to you that I know you're making your way through to. Just started it, It's called Burnout and it's written by two sisters and I've forgotten their names. <laughs> it's Emily and Amelia, I think, but if I'm wrong, I'm going to put it, we'll put it in the show notes. But what that book is so far teaching me is that we were not very often completing the stress cycle. Because sometimes for me, burnout doesn't always come just from physical exertion, it comes from mental exertion. And what I mean by that is thinking too much about the business, worrying too much about the business, taking on too much mental load of just running this whole shit. Spinning too many plates for too long. And letting just it all sit in me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes, for very often for me, I get to a point where I'm like, I just need to be a human for a little bit, not a business owner. Yes. I have a lot of of compassion for today's letter writer because I have the type of business that when I experience burnout, I don't have a choice but to still keep showing up. Mm -hmm. And because my health is so unpredictable and challenging, all I've been able to, I've got two, basically I've got two things to suggest to this letter writer. There's the thing in the moment of when you're struggling with burnout and you have three options. You have the option to burn it all down and just fall apart and not work. Most of us financially do not have that option. Sarah and I are both the breadwinners in our marriage. We don't have the option not to work. Food's got to get on the table. It sounds from today's letter writer, her and her husband both have to make money to make things work. Mm -hmm. So her other option is 
how do I survive this season whilst and heal in this season while still showing up? And the way I've done it in seasons where I've maybe not had as much pep in my step as I would like to <laughs> is I just do what's non the essentials. The very essentials. I just do like I show up for my client work with a whole heart. I write my weekly letters every Sunday because that's my joy. And I don't do anything else. I say no to all of the requests of my time. I say, Sarah, I'm not recording this podcast with you. I haven't done my own podcast make it happen in properly in like 18 months. Like I take things off my plate because maybe you need to still earn some money but you don't have to maybe earn your top level dream money yeah she, she says she earns about half the income so there's still some income coming into the home which hopefully can mean she's got a bit of a buffer there could still be a roof over the heads and she can afford to drop a little bit of income for a short while yeah and I think burnout is here to teach us what's not sustainable in our business I mean it's clear from today's letter writer that she is still passionate about her work She's not saying, I hate the work. Yes. She's saying she's exhausted. She's not saying she wants the business to go away. She's just saying she wants to go away from the business for (laughs) a while. And do you know what that really reminds me of? Parenting burnout. When you're like, I still want my child to exist (laughs) and be loved and cared for and happy. I just don't want to have anything to do with that happening for a while. (laughs) And in the same way that like with a business like mine, I was able to, it took a while, like I, I have to be clear, like, it wasn't like I woke up one day and went, oh, I don't feel like working. I think I'll stop. It was like a huge train that I applied the brakes to and it took a couple of months to actually come to a full stop. But with parenting, there is never an end in sight, no matter how much help you have and like whether you've got family around who can take them for days out and things. Like, it's still your responsibility. You're going to carry that responsibility all the time. You're always going to be worried about your child. And so when you hit burnout as a parent, which I think is super common, it's there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to run to. And even if you were in a two-parent family, like you can hand over to the other one for a night. I've done this, like I'd go away and stay in a hotel for a night. I didn't come back feeling fixed. A night wasn't enough for me to feel fully replenished in, as a human being. So I have a lot of sympathy for people who cannot escape their burnout. And I think it's a conversation that we should be having on a wider scale because I'm sure it affects so many people in so many areas. I think the thing we've got to do, anyone listen to this who is in a similar situation where they're feeling exhausted, burned out, overwhelmed, whatever, stressed, whatever word feels true to your situation, but you know that you can't just, you know, move to an exotic island and just <laughs> say, fuck it to life. It's to actually get on the table here what's happening. What? How is the burnout manifesting within you? Is it manifesting as anxiety overwhelm stress fatigue are you having is there any are you in crisis mode because if you're in a situation where you are struggling to function do you need some form of actual support to get you through that so like get the burnout on the table figure out what is actually happening to me in this moment and how am I feeling then ask yourself what do I need usually when burnout is that like the top of the mountain what you need is space to think heal rest breathe and here's the thing when you have your own business you do have one thing you have control over how you navigate this whole thing. You have choices. There's always choices. They're not always the best of choices. Sometimes there's a choice between a couple of options that aren't great, but you still get to make that final say. If you literally got out your calendar for the week and you built in the times when you have to work to make the money that your family needs, I promise you there's space around that. Or if there's not, that is a sign that you need a big business model shift going forward. Yes. But I'm hopeful that you can look at your calendar and you can say, you know what, I can go to bed. I can switch off at six o'clock. And, because sometimes when we get burnt out, our brains 
then go into overdrive about the business sometimes the biggest gift we can give ourselves is permission to just care a little less about the whole thing because there's more important things in life like our health and our sanity and our families I think part of it as well is to like try and find a way to bring some joy back into it um when you can't get away from it because and again I'm kind of going back to the parenting like I found small windows of time out weren't enough to replenish me they they weren't going to be the solution so I'm thinking in this situation like if you still have to work until seven o'clock every night and then you go for a bubble bath, that is not going to fix the burnout in the business, no amount of bubble baths. So actually then it's looking at what your working day looks like, what your work looks Mm -hmm. like and how can you make that more joyful. So for me, when I felt that way about being a parent and all, or if you're listening to this as a future adult, you know, I love you. You know, I loved every second of it. Just sometimes my resources were at a low But it was doing things like, okay, I'm going to dig out some old toys that I enjoy playing with, or I'm going to take you out to somewhere that I enjoy being and find ways for me to have fun in it again. And I think that the same can be really true for our businesses. So we go, okay, like I've got to keep working. I've got to do so many Mm -hmm. makes a week. I've got to do so many like clients a week. What can I put in that that's going to feel challenging or exciting or fun for me so that I can at least come away from it feeling energized? Burnout is healed one day at a time and it's daily choices because I think what burnout does is it makes us so fatigued that we start making bad decisions. I know for me that when I'm so burned out, that's when I'm grabbing my phone first thing in the morning or eating foods that don't fuel me in the way I want to be fueled or staying up late binge watching Netflix. It takes away our ability to make good choices and I think sometimes it's just what are tiny choices I can make today to just make things feel a little better? There are times for me though, where the only cure for burnout has been extended rest. Yeah. And that is why I build in, like I take off every July every year and I take off four weeks of Christmas every year and then I have other weeks scattered throughout the year. So I have every six months a big chunk of time to recover. And you planned for that, which means that your business can kind of hold it. And that is not helpful. That wasn't the way it always was for me. Like that's not helpful for someone like our letter right today who's in crisis. In an emergency, yeah. But I think bigger picture, the thing I've realized is avoiding burnout at all costs shouldn't be the goal. Building a, building a business and a lifestyle that can catch burnout faster and heal from it faster yes. is the goal because we, we are going to push ourselves too far sometimes. Just like sometimes I don't push myself enough and then I don't have enough energy, you know, from yeah. the excitement of that or the joy of that sometimes I will push myself too far but I can catch myself more now do you know what I mean like when I'm experiencing burnout now I have things to catch me and so I think big picture wise with burnout it's how can you create systems in place that just give you a bit more room to heal but when you're in crisis it's kind of like that situation when you've had a really horrible breakup and you're in heartbreak and only time can fix it yeah and sometimes a tub of ice cream is exactly what you need to get through it. Like if you're in burnout right now, there's a finding a way to tell yourself that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that this doesn't have to happen again. Because that's the one thing you can do moving forward is you will you can make sure that you never get to this point ever again, that you adapt your business model to suit what your body needs, not what you've been pushing it to do. And the truth is what it takes to get a business up and off the ground, you don't ever have to ask that of yourself yeah, again. Yeah, that work is done. Like that is... Honestly, getting a business up and off the ground, I know all these like six-figure Facebook ads want to tell you that it's easy, <laughs> but it is hard. It's beautiful, but it's hard. And it sounds like our letter writer is kind of coming out on the other side of that. And yeah. then she's like, crap, my my body and my brain can't cope yes. now, which everyone gets to that It's point. kind of like, you know, when you work, 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 and then you take a week off and everything goes to shit and you get really poorly. Yeah. That kind of equivalent. It's like you finally reached a place where maybe it sounds like things are going well and you could 
you could kind of take a breath and as soon as you've done that you've suddenly realized how much weight you're carrying so on a purely practical level I would say stop any activity in your business right now that is focused on growth on anything that's just not essential well absolutely and and kind of picking that apart growth is so often a big one like people are trying to create new opt-ins or they're trying Mm. to find new Instagram followers or they're trying to get more press coverage all of those things you can press pause on those your existing audience your existing customers should be enough to fuel you through this time period Mm -hmm. and it will immediately cut off like a huge chunk of your list new development you don't need to be doing that unless it's bringing you joy or excitement and that's it can be like sometimes in the middle of burnout rebranding your website or making some beautiful things can actually be a helpful thing to do because it gives you a creative angle to what you're doing and so often the people we speak to here I think we start these businesses because we're creatives hopeful creatives right and it's the making and the doing that made us start the businesses in the first place because we wanted to be doing that more and I wonder how much I mean a letter writer doesn't say what their business is but I wonder if it's a creative business how much creation is actually in their day and if they can make more time for that and less time for all the other stuff that goes around it. What I get my clients to do when they're kind of in this right now and when the solution isn't, you know, burn it all down and just rest, when it's like, how do I find a way through this season and heal, is I literally get them to get out a calendar, either digitally or on paper, and literally map out their week of family commitments and work commitments. So what has to be done for your life to take over? Because mm-hmm. if the kids need taken to school, the kids need taken to school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if dinner needs cooking and if work needs doing and then look at the rest and you've got two options here and you're like these are the non-negotiables put them in first anything that you think is a non-negotiable but actually isn't so that podcast you're doing with a friend you Mm -hmm. can ask for a season off with them and then make a list of what are the things that you need to feel more whole more joyful more healed right now and actually build them into the calendar because make space for them so whether you say to yourself i need to go to yoga twice a week i need to go to therapy twice a week or once a month i need to go for a walk every morning to clear my head i need to go for a walk every evening to clear my head i need to not check emails between 9 and 6 p.m like get really clear on what you need and make it your number one job to give yourself that. The most radical thing you can do in the face of burnout is the opposite of the thing that got you here because what what gets us to burnout is a lack of fulfilling a need that we have. I think you're very good at this because you do it without guilt and it always inspires me to, to like get a text message from you going, do you know what? I'm feeling ill, let's not do it. Because my text message to you on that day would be, I'm so sorry and tell me if, if this is too much of a pain because I still have that very like protestant victorian work ethic of like it's lazy to not work and work should be the thing that we define ourselves with as much as i don't believe that like it's Mm. still somewhere inside me and when i burnt out this summer when i finally got the train to a halt got off the train whatever this analogy is i I looked around i had nothing left in my life except work Mm. i I didn't have anything to fill my day with Mm. because all my day had been all the various activities of, of my work which i love don't get me wrong, like I built a business I love and I, I love lots of the facets of what I do in my day to day. So that was great when it was working. Mm. But when I took it away, I realized I had nothing left. So for me, it was like discovering Pilates and kind of going going back to therapy and getting outside more and playing different games with my daughter and putting back that structure of a day because work had taken it all away from me. And I think there's, I mean, I'm not, that's what happened to me in my first year of business. Like I think everyone who's done that push to get a business off the ground has been at that place where they look around and they're like, 
who the fuck am I anymore? Yeah. We lose ourselves to what it takes to get this off the ground and we forget what it means to have fun. We forget what it means to have just joy without purpose, like just joy for the sake of it. And I think we then have to find ourselves again. And and don't get it wrong. Like if I have to cancel plans with a friend or if I have to like take something off my plate, I will have an absolute spiral meltdown to Alex where I'm like, I'm a crap person. I'm lazy. I'm Alex is my husband, by the way. And I think I don't know if you can relate to this because my health is so... My health doesn't give a flying crap about my to-do list. It's non-negotiable. I don't have a choice here. Yeah. And I've pushed it enough times to know that there's no pushing it. If I push it, yeah. it punishes me for months. And so I think I don't have the ability to feel guilty. I do get that. Like, I think my health has really been a helpful lesson in this yeah. because... I'm as mad at my health for getting in the way as the person I'm cancelling on. Exactly, I'm more mad because yeah. I want, like this morning I woke up with the worst migraine and I really, I wanted to get up and do Pilates before we got together to record and this little dramatic part of me thought I was dying from this headache because <laughs> it was the worst headache ever and I was so cross. I was like, no, I couldn't, I do not want to lose today. Like I'm so excited to record with Jen and I need to do Pilates first because it'll make me more clear headed. Unfortunately, like my husband went out and got me medication and here we are. But that being able to identify that actually your mental health or your physical health is not a choice. You've not chosen to feel mm. bad. You've not chosen to feel burnt out. You've not chosen to need a walk every day or to need to do exercise or to need more sleep. They're just basic needs in the same way that when you're thirsty, it's not your fault you want to drink. The pursuit of building like a joyful whole life is just as important as the pursuit of building a successful thriving business. Yes. But I think we forget that. We're not shown it. It's not modeled to us. Like when you go to school, it's what you're going to be when you grow up. And if you don't study, you'll get a bad job. And no one ever says to you, you won't have a fulfilling <laughs> life. One of my clients said the most beautiful thing to me on a call this week. She said, she says, the goal is my day. And I just stopped her and she went and she went, I used to think the goal was to build something that was successful to someone else, you know, to get other people's approval. And she was like, the goal now is to have a day that works for me and my family where I can be there for my kids when they need me and I can do my creative work and I can just breathe and just be and I honestly think that is like the most radical bravest thing a human can give themselves because we've tried so hard to pursue things bigger than us that we forget that all we have is this a finite number of days and we get to choose what they're with but there's no status in a beautiful day no no one else can look at it and, and see the value of it and it does take some kind of rewiring of our brains, I think, to to recognise that just because nobody else sees the value doesn't mean it doesn't have any. And I've been thinking, like, two things have to, can be true at the same time, that we can pursue the bigger goals that are important to us and we can have a daily devotion to a, having a day yeah. that works for us. And I think the most helpful advice when it comes to burnout is not in the crisis moment because all you can do in the crisis moment is survive. Yeah. And the truth is you will get through this because life goes on. Like if today is hard, tomorrow might be better. And you have, there's a point with burnout that you have to take control, that you are burned out. And sometimes you have to make a radical choice to heal, whether that is say, maybe you've committed to helping out at your child's school on a project, or maybe you've committed to being made of honor for your sister, or maybe you've committed to something that- Maybe you've booked a big client and you can't follow through on the work. And you can let those, or maybe you've committed with a friend to do a podcast (laughs) and you, you can make a brave decision to take something like that 
off your table or maybe you say to your partner how much less could I earn in the next year and us still be okay as a family and sometimes burnout looks like saying to yourself I'm gonna say no to hanging out with my friends for the next few weekends so I can rest and recover and heal my only caveat to this is that when I first burned out and when this happens again sometimes I naturally retreat Mm -hmm. but for me the most healing thing for me is dinner with my favorite people, yeah. laughing and just being human. So don't, I think burnout makes us retreat as well. Don't isolate yourself if, if you are someone who that's going to help. Exactly. And I think it's, but the bet, I think the bigger question as a group of people trying to build these lives, as just human beings in the world, is how can we build systems that catch us faster? And how do we give ourselves permission to build lives that aren't naturally wired to burn us out? because yeah. that's not living and also but I also think we have to take the shame out if you're burnt out right now it's not because you've made bad choices it's because trying to achieve some of the things we're all trying to achieve in life or trying to survive some of the crap that's put on our plate in life is hard and we're all burnt out at different times it's modern living yeah it's it's kind of an inevitable consequence of trying to do all the things that we're all trying to do I don't know I don't have a single creative friend who's running their own business or just a human being who's living their own life who doesn't experience some form of crisis point of I don't think I can do this anymore yeah we wouldn't be human I actually think as well like one of the lessons of burnout is as a business owner we all should have a sense of what is one minimum minimal viable product Mm. that we could scale right back on Mm. and still make money on Mm. in our business because you don't know what's around the corner like there could be a health upset you there could be a new child or there could be a sick family member or there could be burnout and if you can figure out something in your business that you could scale back to a point where you're still delivering it so for me for example it could be that I would put something one of my classes on sale like the insta retreat but make it at a more affordable price point and completely retreat from it. So not be there in the group mm-hmm. and not not need to be showing up. And that would mean that I could still continue to serve my audience, continue to make an income, but also be able to give myself the time and space I needed. And again, this isn't a strategy you can use when you're in crisis, but it's a useful thing to be... It's preventative. It is preventative. And preparedness. Yeah. And it's, I think it's possible for most people when you really kind of figure it out. So if you're more of a physical product business, could you have like digital downloads or printables that people could still access that could still keep money coming in? I think it's a bigger question and probably a bigger episode, but it's something worth having at the back of your mind. If you're listening to this and you're not currently in this place of burnout, it's a really useful thing to be thinking about. I mean, for years I used to have a huge pile of clothes upstairs, (laughs) things that I'd been gifted that I was going to sell on eBay. If I, if the time ever came when I needed to like retreat or didn't get any work, I was going to sell the clothes on eBay. And eventually I built enough stuff in my business that I could just donate the clothes to charity. But I think there's something to be said for having a safety net. And I also think the thing to remember here is that you're not failing. If you like with so many of my clients, what we work on is helping them take the business they've built and actually turn it into something that functions for them. Yeah. Like this is real intricate work it's okay if you're figuring this out you're not failing because it's a big deal I am five years into this and every year I still tweak my business piece by piece to make it work better and better for me and if you are in burnout right now from my own personal experience when because when I'm in burnout the thing is the thing that would make it worse for me is if I couldn't give my clients 100% still when I was in burnout yes so I do a lot of work if I'm struggling energetically to still be able to show up and do that and it's really simple little things like for example if I wake if I'm exhausted but I know I've got calls to show up for I literally make a list of like 
reasons why this work is meaningful to me why what do I want to show up and give to this person like reconnect to why to the joy of the work not the exhaustion of the work and let yourself just kind of be in it I know I think I do <laughs> it sounds insane but I have a five minute dance party because if I am having like, <laughs> I, I do this every day on meeting days even if I'm feeling great I put Casey Musgraves on because she's my favorite and I just dance around my office all this favorite too Casey you guys, Musgraves you need to chat about she's that. amazing and you just you just dance like I'm what I'm saying here is there are little things you can do to make doing the work when you're burnt there's a there's a difference here if the work you're doing is work you hate yeah if that's part of the reason you're burnt out that's much harder because that's a whole business model shift but if you've got work that you love but you're currently just in a season of energetically not being okay to an extent you can get yourself through the work day. Yes. I have learned that because there's people on the other end of Skype who need me to show up and give them 100% and they don't give a flat, like they don't need to care about my fatigue. Yeah. I have to find a way to show up for them. But part of showing up for them is resting around that. And part, to make that possible, I have to take non-negotiable, I have to take things that aren't essential off my plate and be okay with not being this prolific creative human. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess for the stuff in your business that you don't, love it goes back to that automation delegation elimination elimination. and actually there's so much that a lot of the time we're neglecting in that especially in the delegation if you're at a point where your business is profitable and emails are driving you mad exactly then you can afford if you need to to hire someone to help you especially if it's short term you could hire a va to take on the packaging or the answering customer services emails or maybe you're a wedding photographer and you hire an editor yeah you're a videographer you hire an editor exactly like you can do that that keeps your business ticking over it reduces the burden on you and on your time and gives you more freedom and space in this time of burnout like don't write it off I think we imagine we have to be super wealthy before Mm -hmm. it's worth it but it can be worth it a lot earlier on because what this all comes down to and this is the thing that I believe so wholeheartedly is you are your business's biggest asset. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. And whatever is going to make you more productive, more connected, more successful within your business is a wise investment. Yeah. Because you can make so much more money for your business. You can make so much more, you can make your business so much more profitable and successful if you have the time and the energy and the space to do that. Like, it sounds so obvious, but I think we we forget. So whether you need therapy or a gym class or sleep sleep or medical intervention or medication, whatever it is, you have permission to go and get that and to give it to yourself because it's a wise business investment beyond anything else. And so often when we say to ourselves, I don't have time is when we need to make the time most of all. And I think the other thing is like when you're stuck in the hurricane of burnout, try and get some perspective. Mm. And what I mean by that is sometimes you can be so burnt out that you start going, well, I hate this business, burn it all down, like screw this whole thing. I'd rather, you know, not do this. Try and not make any (laughs) advice I was given once was don't make any big decisions when you're in your period. (laughs) And think of burnout as your business's period, right? Don't make any big decisions when you're burnt out because your brain's not thinking logically. you got to ride it out, learn from it. And on the other side, when you can take a breath of fresh air in, then you can have perspective. You don't want to be changing your business branding when you're burnt out because you're not making decisions from an intuitive place. You're doing it from a state of panic and despair. And now coming back, so my my break, I was like, I'll take a month off. And it ended up being like four, five months. I didn't keep track quite deliberately because that 
only filled me with panic. But I've come back and I feel so different. Like I feel like you know, like when your favorite TV show goes away for the summer, and Grey's Anatomy's just back and comes back, and it's, maybe it's got like some new titles, <laughs> and the music's been jazzed up, and the main character's got a new haircut. I feel like that. You've got a new like intro scene to the show. <laughs> I am me and all that season, whatever we're on, <laughs> and I've got a slight budget increase, and I'm loving it. And yeah, it's terrifying when you're in it. It's really hard and scary to take a break, but you, your body is telling you, and you're you're receiving the message loud and clear. It sounds like so. I'm glad you're trying to honour it. I'm really glad. And I hope you can find a way to do that. And burnout makes us feel like failures, but really it is, you have done something that's hard here. You've built a business from scratch and got it off the ground. It's too much success. It's the opposite of failure. And it's okay if you need a bit of recalibration. Yeah. And it's okay if you just need to take a breath. It's okay if you need to lean on people more in this season than you usually do. Yeah, please do. In fact, like, and I would say if you've got a community, if you've got an online community, share with them as much as you feel comfortable sharing maybe reach out and ask for other people's stories of burnout because I guarantee everyone around you has been struggling with the same stuff and realizing it's not just you alone can be a really healing thing too and I think big picture wise it's just build a business in a daily life that supports you to thrive and like I feel like it's like a Pinterest quote, right? But what does that break it down into what that looks like into your actual everyday life? Because like, I think I speak for both of us, like our businesses ask a lot from us energetically. Like my business asked me to show up every single week to calls with these amazing humans to hold that space for them. And it asked me to write things that connect with people. And it asked me to sit on this podcast and record with you. And it asked me to think up ideas and bring them to life. That's not a little ask. It's asking a big ask of me, but I don't want that to be the only thing that my life asks of me. I want it to ask me to show up for my marriage and my friends and to travel and to read and to write and to do things that bring me joy. And so you have to find a way to take care of yourself in the process. And I actually have found for me, the thing that has healed me the most when it comes to past burnout is making my life bigger than just my business. Seeing it as a whole holistic situation, like how do I make my life, my work function together? And how do I make sure that I that I rest before my body forces me to. I do a lot of precautionary rest, which sounds crazy. I I think it's really inspiring though. And a few times people have gone to me, oh yeah, Jen Carrington, I heard she takes off like so many weeks a year. I wish (laughs) I could do that. And I always say, you can. Like, I know it's radical, but she works into her business and you know, you structure your life so that it's possible. You can do that too. Anyone can do that. It's a lot easier to say, well, good for them. But the thing is like, I'm the breadwinner and I have a whole business to build and I have and here's the thing four years ago this wasn't the business I had yeah you build it piece by piece and I think this is the hard bit sometimes the big changes we want to make to our lives and our works don't happen overnight no change happens overnight it's tiny tiny steps and that's annoying I wish it was different like you could just go tomorrow I'm gonna be this new person never happens but if you want something, you got to visualize it and you got to break it down or what it would be possible to make that happen and piece by piece get there. Because I've built my, but here's the thing, if I didn't take the time off that I take in a year, I couldn't show up for my clients the you way that I do. You wouldn't have a business at all. I think you'd be. <laughs> I'd just be falling apart. So I think the thing is people only let themselves take care of themselves as much as is comfortable for other people to see them do. And I think that I sometimes take care of myself more than what people think is allowed. Does that make sense? Totally does. But I don't give a crap. Because I have to take care of myself if I'm going to have a life that brings me joy and that can, and I'm of more service to other people by taking care of myself. I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better coach. I'm a better everything. It's so true. And I do, and the reason I don't apologize for it is because I think I've just I've learned from the past burnout 
And this is why putting your hand on the fire is a painful sometimes necessity. Yes. I wish it wasn't, but how do you know not to do it if you haven't felt it yet? Yeah, like my cats who have both <laughs> literally stood on the stove, but they've not done it twice. So if you're experiencing burnout right now, it's a gift for future you. Like you will learn from this, but don't... It's a necessary... The worst thing you can do is go and repeat what got you here. Take care of yourself. Your business will thank you for it. Your clients, your creativity, life. There's nothing more important. Like there's no goal more important than you enjoying your life along the way. I think it's time for Sarah's tangential rant. Can we have like a jingle where it's like Sarah's tangential rant? Um, This all reminds me of... There was a story. Did you see the story out this week that like the... Colleen versus... No, although, oh my gosh, can we have a separate <laughs> podcast for that? This is like some health minister doctor has said that we No snacks ban on the train. snacks on public transport because Snacks it's are necessary causing, for joy. Well, so it's causing obesity apparently, which I could, I could rant separately about our tolerance of fat and obesity anyway. But the real issue is not the snacks on the train. It's that our lives our work and nothing else that we are Mm. meant to work eight hours a day every day just for the privilege of living but that is like that that is what we've all been told and we've also sort of accepted okay so I'm just gonna spend my entire life on this planet working just so that I can afford to not sleep outside and starve like what a rubbish system and we're not built to question it but if you have your own business you get to question it you get to design what it looks like and that is What's at the heart of work smarter, not harder? You do not have to work every minute of every single day. It won't fulfill you as a human. It won't make you a happy, contented business owner or partner or family member or friend. And actually, I think there's like a quiet activism in saying, no, I'm going to choose to be more than just my job. Completely. And I think it would be, we would do a disservice here to ignore that the system is in many ways rigged. If you know what yeah. I mean, like either you are in the traditional workplace and you and you have to function within these ridiculous rules that don't make space for anyone's needs, or you opt out of the traditional workplace and lose the benefits of the traditional workplace. Yes. Here's the thing that I wish wasn't true. Yes, me and Sarah have the ability to make choices in our business. It's because our business is able to let us make those choices. Yeah. When we got started and we had to make rent happen any way we could... We had less choices, but we still had more choice then than I think we gave ourselves credit for. Do you yeah, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe, like I remember that I probably worked 60 hour weeks when I was getting started. Same. I didn't need to. I think I could have done it in 45. It's the fear as much as anything that keeps you going for those extra. Right now, I never work a 45 hour. I don't work more than 25 hours a week because I physically can't. And so I've had, here's the silver lining of having chronic health illness is that it forces you to build a different life and therefore shows you that a different kind of life is possible. Yes, yeah. And you don't have to have a chronic health condition to have to give yourself permission to work less hours. We like, learn it like by force, but you can just learn it. And if I, can do, if I can do it with a body that works completely against me every day, <laughs> with all the financial responsibilities that I have, and I'm not saying it was easy and I'm not saying it happened overnight, but I know that it's possible. And I think it's all a level of giving ourselves permission because it's such a privilege to be able to set our own hours and to have the financial ability to live our life on our own terms. And yes, we give up stability that the traditional working world gives us. And we give up the security of that because ain't no one putting into my pension and ain't no yeah. one paying my sick leave. But I just think we get to rewrite the rules if we want to. And it's just slowly. I think I think that's a really key point. Like we can't, 
we can't ignore the fact that we do give up a lot of security and support when we leave the conventional workspace and that we, we can't be glib about it and say, oh, give up your job and come and be self-employed. It's way more new. Like anyone who says like, go live the dream and you'll never work a day in your life is lying, is lying and trying <laughs> to sell you some, you know, snake oil. But what I've found as someone who was working at like a nine to five job with a chronic health condition, with a child, with like a monthly period, like just with all the stuff that there's no space for is actually like it still felt safer to leave that job Mm. than to stay in it because it wasn't the kind of safety that was going to serve me long term yeah I think the biggest takeaway here is that burnout often feels like something that we don't have any control over but we do we have a choice about how we spend and navigate our days what we fill our days with I know for me that sometimes if I just stop checking my phone so much throughout the day if I set email boundaries for myself if I have digital detox weekends my I feel clearer like I can breathe more like sometimes it's the littlest choices of all that make the biggest difference to how we navigate our days like like for example how many times anyone listening have you checked your inbox when you're out and about or just you know a Sunday had an email from a client that's a great email but it's them asking something of you and it just feels like oh more demands of me and my time when you could have just saved it for Monday morning when you're actually sitting down to reply to your emails there's little habits we all get into that increases burnout and we can make little changes something honestly the biggest change I've made is I'm only allowed to check my inbox when I'm actually going to reply to those emails because if not they're living in me much longer than they need to and whenever I break that rule I feel energetically drained and only I have control over sticking to that boundary or not if I wake up and if I feel physically able to do some stretching or do some yoga I'm going to physically just feel more grounded in my body than if I sit in bed and scroll from my phone all morning sometimes it's little choices that we can make that help ease burnout that help ease exhaustion that help make our days feel like they belong to us I remember for me when I've been stuck in burnout it's when I felt like my life didn't belong to me yeah and because the overlap is so big when your business is you and you work from home maybe and it's just you it is really hard to when people want slices of you from your business all the time, they can be nothing nothing left. Yeah. That's the, I remember, I remember my first big burnout. I cried to my husband and I said, I don't feel like a person anymore. Mm. And I can remember that feeling so much. And now and again, I get like an inclination of it, but I can stop it right there and then. Cause I know, I didn't know back then how to feel like a person because I'd given it all to the business. I had to reclaim myself. And keep some bits back that don't ever belong to the business. And just everyone has to figure this out at their own pace and in their own way. But you have to be figuring it out. If you're burnt out right now, if you're exhausted, if things aren't working for you, the one thing you have control over is the choices you make in your business. And I believe that it's possible for everyone to make their business work better for them. It takes time, though. A big pivot doesn't happen overnight. You make small pivots upon pivots upon pivots. And you try things and they don't work or they do work. And it's always going to be that way. But if your North Star is a business and a life that works best for you, you can't go wrong. You just might go slowly. Beautiful. That could be our Pinterest quote for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And letter writer today. I know you want it to be kept anonymous, but I just hope that you get to your light at the end of the tunnel because you've built something beautiful for yourself. And I'm excited for you to hopefully be able to build structures in place that support you to never get back to this place or that when you do get back to this place, you know how to heal from it. Here's one random last question I'm just going to throw at you. If you were in a letter writer's position and the only way to get through it was to take out a bank loan, 
would you? Oh my god. Um, I think with stuff like that, it's a financial risk take. It's yeah. like, okay, can I take this out, and is it worth the financial risk? Do I and know the I can increase pay back? burden on the other side? I think with money, it's just a choice, there, isn't it? I mean, that's a a way to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a way to do it. If you need, to, I think whatever anyone does to survive their life and get through their life is absolutely fine. I just think the wrong thing is when other people tell them to do that. Yeah. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do to survive, and it doesn't always make sense from the outside. But as long as it makes sense internally, then you can trust it's a good decision. Yeah. And sometimes it's just kind of live with a little less would I rather go on less holidays and buy less clothes for the next six months fewer (laughs) (laughs) I think you mean fewer fewer clothes fewer holidays (laughs) fewer you know Starbucks lattes um but breathe more yeah there's always we we tell ourselves we don't have choice but we always have choices if you are a living breathing human being you have more choice that's the biggest lesson I learn sometimes but not everyone is having holidays and lattes no, sometimes right we're just making. Sometimes we're just making ends meet. Yeah, like that's but there's the still choices available. It, they're not always the choices, the best of choices, but there's still choices. Life isn't fair, and there is economic inequality in the world. And I, I wish we could snap our fingers and everyone have the access to the same um, opportunities, and we just don't. But if even if you're stuck in a situation where you're going to have to show up 50 hours a week to do client work right now to make ends meet, number one, be proud of yourself because you are showing up for yourself and your family and making it work. And that is something to be proud of. And number two, you can still probably claim 30 minutes a day for your own healing. Absolutely. So even if you just have to say, you know what, I can't take four months off right now. I can't even take a week off, but I can claim 30 minutes a day for me. 30 minutes plus 30 minutes plus 30 minutes, it all adds up. All you can do is what you can with what you have. Instead of lamenting what we don't have access to. I've had seasons in my business where I had no choice but to show up five days a week and put my butt in the chair and do the work because there were bills to be paid and food to be put on the table. And we both, I'm sure, had days where you feel completely broken in your own body, but there's nothing to do except show up and do the, the, do the talk or yeah. talk to the client like because it's just a non-negotiable. And the thing that made the difference is what I chose to do with the time when I wasn't working. Yes, yes. And if right now, if that I've had seasons where that included just watching Netflix over and over again because my brain couldn't do anything else. Yeah. That's or eating like I've put like lots of weight on over the years just from comfort eating, from surviving burnout. No shame about it. Sometimes a brownie makes it better. A coping mechanism is a coping mechanism. If it gets you to the other side, then it's done its job. Yeah. So take care of yourself. Take the shame out of it and just know that you're not alone. Like we're all on some version of our own spe- energetic spectrum right now. Yeah. And we fluctuate. Some people we some people are in like a energized state in their business. Some people are in exhausted. Some people are in a middle ground. This is life, I think. That's it. Like trust it will all come back because that's the thing. That it can feel in the middle of burnout. It can feel like I'm never going to want this again. I'm never going to want to do this again. But you will, and it'll probably be sooner than you think. And you can fall back in love with the thing that makes you unhappy. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, if you have any thoughts on burnout, how you've overcome it, we would love to hear from you. Come and share it with a hashtag, Dear Hopeful Creative. Yeah, you'll find us on Twitter and on Instagram, all the usual online hangouts. And if you'd like to send us a letter of your own about something you're experiencing in your creative business, you can head to our website, lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and hit submit a letter. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye. 
You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.